Welcome to NCS Degree. Today's interview is with Caitlin Grefley. She used to work in sales for a beer company, but was burned out and wanted a change of career. So she started exploring the world of programming and signed up to a coding bootcamp. Now she's the front end developer at the financial website Motley Fool. I talked to her today about self-teaching versus boot camps, her tips for beginners, what being a professional developer is really like. But first off, I'd like to thank Startup Coffee for supporting this episode. It's the only coffee that's roasted exclusively for online startup founders, and it's ethically sourced specialty coffee roasted in small batches. It's brought to you by Ken Wallace, who's the founder of Mastermind Jam, and there's loads of blends you can choose, like Gale's Death Ramp, which is intense dark coffee. I prefer something like the Bitstrap blend, which is a bit more mellow and has hints of caramel and chocolate. If you're in the US, you can order from startupcoffee.co and use the code NOCSDEGREE for 10% off your first coffee purchase. So I think you were like, you're on the website for NOCSDEGREE like two years ago, which I didn't realize yeah. it's like super long time, but yeah. you're, you're originally doing like, I think beer sales and now you're yes. a developer. So yeah. um, can you talk us through like, why you got into coding in the first place? Yeah, so I was in the beer industry for about seven years and it was really fun. It was um, it was a great job for a while for being in my 20s. Um, and then I got to a certain point where I was burnt out on the travel, uh, the drinking, and just kind of the lifestyle of the industry. And so I realized that I needed to do something else, but I didn't really know what to do. And I kind of almost guessed that I might like coding and without much experience, I just kind of popped into a boot camp. Um, and six months later, I got my first tech job. And so, yeah, and that was two and a half years ago now that I got that first job. So Wow. Uh, yeah, it must have been, you must have like just gotten the job pretty much right after we did the interview or right before. Probably. Yeah. 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 So around that time. Um, Wild. It feels like forever ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, did you have any like interest in coding when you were younger or was it literally just like what's a, what's a good looking kind of job that I can get yeah. into right now? <laughs> Right. No, I don't, I don't ever remember thinking anything about coding except that it was for, you know, boys in dark basements that took about their computers in their spare time. It just seemed like, it seemed like such a specific kind of career or hobby and it didn't line up with how I thought of myself as like an extrovert and a social person. And um, so it never never really crossed my mind. And I didn't think I would be any good at it either. I remember seeing a friend who was learning to code maybe two or three years before I got into the boot camp, And I walked past her computer screen and was like, oh my gosh, what is that? That looks horrible. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> so like, it really, it really never, never occurred to me. It was only when I was thinking like, okay, I want a new career. I don't want to go back and get like another bachelor's degree or a master's degree. And I was feeling, I think I was feeling impatient. I was in my early thirties and didn't want to spend the time or the money to do any of that stuff. So 
I think once I started looking into it and then playing around with it, then I was like, oh, this is kind of fun. And it's not exactly what I like stereotyped it to be. Yeah, definitely. Um, Do you think those kind of stereotypes are kind of like not so prevalent now? Do you think that's kind of changing in a way? Yeah, I definitely do. I mean, I like, I feel like I still meet plenty of people who are, you know, kind of what I imagine, like they, you know, love taking apart their computers and playing video games all the time. And, um, but I don't, I don't even feel like that's the majority. Like, I just feel like there's all kinds of people, like I've been surprised how many other like extroverts I've met or like, um, every day it feels like there's more women in tech, which is great. And it just feels like there's every kind of person here. It's it. I don't know how you could stereotype us to anything other than we probably just all are problem solvers. We love like solving problems. Um, I did an escape room with my work team last week and I was like, this is a perfect team building exercise for a group of software engineers because it's just like, that's one thing that I think most of us have in common is we're, we love solving problems. Yeah, I did see someone on Twitter the other day, like an extrovert that was saying that he, like, he gets comments from people, like he'll be at a party or something and be like talking away and like super extroverted and, you know, cracking loads of jokes. And then people are like, oh, so what do you do? And they're, and he's like, oh, I'm a programmer. And people are like, but you can't be, you're so like, <laughs> They're like socially at ease. <laughs> yeah. So, right. Um, it's good. Right. To, it, it's good to kind of like uh, bust that bust that myth. Um, yes, we exist. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, what were your kind of like? Did you have any kind of first steps before the bit camp? Like, I know, like Code Academy, or like, or did you just kind of like dive straight into the bit camp? I think I played around on free code camp. Um, I think that was the one that I looked into and was kind of like solving little problems here and there. Um, but I, I pretty much dove straight in. If I did anything, it was, I think from the time that it kind of occurred to me that I could do this to the time that I signed up for the boot camp and gave them all my money was about two weeks. So wow. it was um, way too fast. Someone should have told me to think about it longer, but I mean, it worked out for the best, but I was, I was going on instinct really. Are you quite a kind of like, I don't know if you set your mind to do something you're just going to like, boom, do it. Yeah. No, yeah. So. No, I'm kind of, yeah, I'm the opposite. I'm, I'm getting better, but I'm kind of like the person that will spend six months being like, should I buy this thing for 50 bucks? And yeah. Well, <laughs> you know. yeah, when it comes to that kind of stuff, I feel like I can definitely drag my feet, like buying a rug. I need to see every rug that exists before I pick one. Yeah. Um, but when I'm, when I'm unhappy with my situation, it doesn't take me long to do something else. Cause I'm like, I don't know if this new thing that I'm going to pick is going to be better, but it's probably not going to be worse. So I just kind of like dive in and yeah, I think that was really motivating me at the time was I wasn't very happy in my situation. Yeah, no, that's a, that's like a really good viewpoint to have. I think <laughs> like, yeah. So yeah, I can totally understand that. Um, where do you stand on the whole, I guess, like, like self-taught versus boot camp debate? If you're like starting over again, like, 
I mean, would you recommend someone to do a boot camp or would you say like, because you can obviously learn lots of stuff through like, you know, yeah. pretty much cheaper courses or YouTube, et cetera. Yeah, I really admire people who go the self-taught route. I I don't think I had the self-discipline or either the knowledge or like, I, I felt no connection to the tech industry at all. I didn't know anyone else who was a developer, basically. I, I, I think I started, I, I vaguely remember having a spreadsheet where I was like, could I do this on my own? And I started making a list of courses I could take to figure it out on my own. And I... I couldn't, I didn't know anything. I didn't know if I should learn Java or JavaScript or what the difference was or like what the stack was or, and then I, I think I would have gotten stuck and I would have not known how to like get through it. I think that's something that's really hard in the beginning. Like now as a developer, you know, you get stuck all the time and you, you know, you have tools to like work through it. And then usually, you know, false wells, you have your team, a team or someone else uh, to, to call on to help. But I don't think I could have in the beginning gone through that process totally alone. I, I don't, I don't think I would have succeeded. So for me, a boot camp was the right call. Um, I, like I said, I feel like if you like make it through the self-taught way, and like, you know, get together a portfolio and feel like you've learned a lot. Like, I just feel like people should definitely hire you because you're a badass. Um, but <laughs> but I, like, if you are like me and you're like, I don't know where to start. I also, I need help. I need someone, you know, to talk to about this or to look at my work or keep me on the right path or tell me what's helpful to learn and what's not. Um, then I think boot camps are good. I, I know that there's like controversy in general around boot camps because I think there's different levels of quality and um, the places that do, was it like the deferred payment where it's like you pay nothing up front, but then you owe them a chunk of your paycheck for way too long. Um, that stuff makes me nervous. I, I haven't looked into like every single boot camp and like which ones are the good ones and which ones are the bad ones. Um, and I know that they're always changing. Like the one I went to, I know that now it's much different. So it's, it's hard to say. I just know that for me, a boot camp was amazing and it was the right choice. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, I think um, there's kind of like, yeah, I guess there's like different ways to go about it because, I mean, theoretically, anyone could go to a library and pick up a bunch of books, but uh, and just like, you know, absorb all that knowledge. And like a few people do that. But yeah, I can definitely understand having someone like pick the curriculum and say, this is what you need to learn. This mm -hmm. is what's in demand. And also just, I mean, having, having a teacher and having people when you're, cause I've kind of learned on my own, but it can be like, you know, really hard. If you like go to the internet and you have a, I know like a dumb question or you're just stuck on something. Yeah. There's, you're kind of relying on people's goodwill to like help you with that. Whereas if you're yeah. literally like paying someone to teach you, you can ask them any little thing and they'll, you know, hopefully yeah. have an answer. I, I always remember knowing I met with my, my mentor at my boot camp like once every three or four days. So I knew that no matter how stuck I was, I would only be stuck for three or four days. And then it was that I would, you know, move forward at that point and be able to go on to the next thing. So, 
Yeah, that's cool. Um, and I guess I guess I can kind of like guess from what you were saying before. Did you just have like you just paid like a flat fee instead of like doing the the ISA that you were kind of mentioning? Yeah, yeah. I was fortunate in that my savings account only barely exceeded the cost of the boot camp. So I decided to pay up front just so I was, I think it was like so that I was really committed. And okay. that, then I didn't have to worry about it because I felt like that payment every month might have me thinking every month, like, do I want to keep doing this? And I just wanted to say, like, I'm doing it and move forward. So, and it, I mean, it always, I think with most boot camps, it's cheaper to pay all up front if you can. Um, they usually yeah. give you a little discount. So, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I think, I guess it helped that you'd kind of like, you'd worked for a while. And like, mm-hmm. you know, you weren't like, you know, 21 or something with like. Yeah. With and I kept my full time. Yeah. I kept my full time job for three months. So that helped too. Yeah. So were you like, was the boot camp like online? Yeah, it was online and flexible schedule. So there wasn't like scheduled class times. That was one of the reasons I picked it was because my job at the time, like, I traveled like 70% of the time and then being in the beer industry, I was working nights and weekends and weird times. And Mm. so I could really only do something that was at kind of random hours. Yeah. Uh, But that's really like fortunate because I guess if you're like, I don't know, there's lots of, you know, your standard kind of nine to five job would be like harder to do with a bit camp. Whereas if you, yeah, got like I don't know a flight or or whatever you can like study up on that while you're doing it etc yeah it made me incredibly efficient at my job because I was you know I was like a a remote worker like I was working on my own in my territory and so my normal eight-hour day I was I realized that if I went really fast and like didn't take as many breaks as I usually did. I could get it done in like five to six hours. And so for three months, that's what I did is I just was like a very efficient machine. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, I mean, I guess, yeah, it's a bit of a tangent, but yeah, I think a lot of kind of jobs that are theoretically 40 hours a week could Mm -hmm. really be, you could do most of them in a really short space of time. I mean, that's why the four-day work week is trending right now, right? Because people mm. are realizing that. So yeah, absolutely. Um, so what was it like? Did the Bitcamp kind of like help you get your first job in tech? Or did you kind of have to do that on your own? Or like how how did you get your first job as a developer? Yeah, I actually did get it through someone I knew through the boot camp. So it was, I think she was like my program manager when I started. And by the time she was connecting me with this um, potential job, she had been promoted to something else. I wasn't working directly with her, but we had stayed in touch enough. Um, And she just reached out and let me know about an opening on on her friend's team. Her friend was the engineering manager. And so I reached out to them via Slack and they kind of gave me some tips for a cover letter, I remember. And then that was, I just submitted an application and um, there was, I learned later there, there were 200 applications for that job. And so I 
I'm pretty sure that I made it through that first round just because, you know, I had someone talking to the manager saying like, check out this resume, like look for her name. So I think that really helped a lot. Yeah. Wow. That's like a lot of, uh, that's like pretty like crazy odds. Um, yeah. 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 What was, um, what, like, what was the actual interview like? Did you have to do the kind of like the whiteboard, dreaded whiteboard? Oh my gosh, no. (laughs) (laughs) I've never had to whiteboard and I really hope that I never will. I don't even know if I, I almost feel like I would low-key walk out of the room at this point in my career. (laughs) I probably would have like done it in the beginning, but Mm. now I'd be like, I'm good. I don't need this like hazing situation. Um, So I, the interview process was, there were four interviews, I believe. I had like the classic HR screen in the beginning, just to chat with HR. They had um, a test that was kind of like the SATs. It was like a 45 minute SATs. I think it was like, I don't know if it's necessarily like an intelligence test, but it tests like how you think logically it had like math problems and like apples or the oranges as professor as to what kind of thing like Mm -hmm. really like the SATs um there was that that you had to pass to move on to the next round and then I had an engineering manager conversation and then I and then there was the last round that was four different interviews back to back in person at the office pre-COVID um and it was technical conversations like in at least one of the interviews they had printed out my one of my projects that I had done as part of my boot camp and were asking me about uh bits in the code that I had written like why I had made certain decisions and and then they asked me kind of like technical vocab questions um but I didn't have to do any coding as part of that interview which I thought was amazing and I think makes a lot of sense for junior developers because Live coding is hard for anyone, let alone someone who's brand new and has, for me at least, very little confidence. It can be really difficult. So, yeah, definitely. No, that sounds, yeah, that sounds like a much better and more realistic way to go about things. Yeah. Um, how did you, yeah, what kind of stuff did you do when in your I don't know, first month or year as a, as a developer in your first job? I was a bit of an everything developer at that first job. I, um, it was a great experience because I got to learn a little bit of everything and I had a really supportive team. So um, I liked front end the most. So I think that's what I tried to do more of, but the team was just a little more, I think, back end leaning. We had a lot of like infrastructure stuff. I did a lot of AWS, um, which was pretty cool. Um, we did all kinds. I, yeah, I remember working with databases, setting up Terraform, like, and then working on the front end with Angular and a UX designer on the team. And we had, you know, dedicated QA sometimes, and sometimes we were our own QA. It was literally felt like a little bit of everything, um, which was great. And it also helped me realize what I liked more and wanted to focus on more. I don't think I wanted to be like a, a little bit of everything developer, yeah but that's yeah I think that's like uh smart but it's good to kind of like it sounds almost like a kind of you know you get these things where you have a you know 
a graduate degree in, or a graduate like program in a you know a bank mm-hmm. and you might work on like customer care and then you might work on I don't know like legal and you might work on all the different parts of business so yeah it sounds good that you're able to do a little bit of everything rather than yeah. them saying like so you have the chance to see what you like and what you don't like yeah definitely and um, it's informed it's also informed kind of how I understand my work is mostly a front-end developer now because I know the other things that go into making an application so yeah definitely yeah that's a good point um so did you I take it you've moved on to like your second job now I'm actually on my third job (laughs) such a millennial (laughs) yeah well my second job was a contract job so I knew that wasn't gonna last long I was a contract uh worker at Nike for about nine months my contract was for a year I bailed a little early because the contract thing made me very nervous. I was very aware that it was ending and um, nervous about having a gap in employment. Um, so I started looking a little earlier uh, to find something new. And, and um, now I'm two months into this job, which I would like to stay here for five years um i'm at the motley fool now as a developer oh yeah of course uh yeah. my friend yeah my friend austin had a kind of like a financial independent retire early kind of calculator cool. website mm-hmm. and he kind of sold it to motley fool and got kind of like aqua hard as they say and mm-hmm. yeah so he works with them as well now oh, cool uh, nice. Yeah, I think I mentioned it to you ages ago, but that's like super long time ago. Uh, yeah, how's everything going with Motley Fool then? It's great. It's a very supportive team. I like the work we're doing. Um, as a like side bonus, I like learning about financial stuff. Um, so it's it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. No complaints. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Uh, is that, are you able to do that like a hundred percent remote kind of thing? Oh yeah. So I'm based um, on the West coast of the U S and the company is based on the East coast. So I will never be in office and I get to keep earlier hours, which I really like. Um, so I start a little earlier in my day and end a little earlier and I'm happy. Yeah. Awesome. That sounds really yeah. good. Um yeah, I guess. Yeah, I think my yeah, I think my friend Austin's in Minneapolis. So yeah, mm. that kind of makes sense that it would be remote. Um, yeah. How many? How many people are at Motley Fool? Total, I want to say like five hundred, seven hundred, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, seems like a lot. The company's been around a while since '93, I think. So yeah. Right. Yeah, it's. Yeah, like I'm based in the UK, so we don't have it here. But I knew it was like, uh, yeah, like a big kind of like in- influential like player in the kind of mm-hmm. like online finance world. Um, do you have, uh, what would be your tips for people that are like, maybe like you that did something totally different and like, like actually, yeah, want to get into coding? Like how would you what would you say to them? I would say you definitely can. Um, if you're interested and you play around with it and it's fun and like, even if you're frustrated, if you get that feeling, that's like, just like a high when you solve something that's like, yeah, keep going. Um, 
And I think that maybe your whatever field you're coming from isn't as like irrelevant as you might think it is. Like, I don't know if there are things that are much more different than selling beer to like being a software engineer. Um, and I still think like, I still find a lot of ways in which my previous job just helped me, helps me succeed as a developer. I think one of those is like, like being happy and like, I'm not stressed out when I have to reach out to random strangers um, on my team because I used to like have to do that for work. It was not one of my favorite parts of sales, but cold calling is just, you know, it's part of that world. And now if I have to like reach out to someone random across the company who's I've never met before and ask them a random technical question, like it doesn't bug me at all. I feel like I'm, I'm a pretty good like cross team communicator and that I credit that to my previous career. And I think that can be really helpful. And there's just little things like that, that I'll notice um, that helps make me a good developer. And I think if you, it's maybe hard to see at first before you're on a team, but if you can try and draw those connections um, before you get your first job and point them out to an employer, they might find that really valuable depending on, you know, what they're looking for on their team or, or who they already have. Maybe they need someone who does X or Y or whatever. Um, so if you can make those connections, then I think, I think it's, it's great to have a diverse team of people with different backgrounds because you will get those different like skill sets and yeah. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. Um, I do quite a bit of sales myself. So yeah, I've definitely noticed myself sometimes like out with work, uh, no, no, I'll just be in friends with friends or whatever. And I totally don't mind asking a stranger something you yeah. know i don't know like in a cafe like hey can we sit here and all my other friends will be like oh let's you know not ask them that <laughs> or whatever so uh yeah i think sales definitely like gets you you're used to being at your comfort zone and like mm -hmm. like i don't know maybe like asking something asking for a bit more etc than maybe other yeah. people would so mm -hmm. yeah that's like a really good example um do you think like is there anything in particular that you're like excited about in terms of like the tech in terms of, I don't know, like technology, are you, are you someone that's going down like the web three wormhole or are you like avoiding that? <laughs> like the play? No, I don't think I am. Um, I, so right now the, the job that I just got two months ago is in view and I'd only worked in react and angular before. So Right now, I'm really excited to learn Vue, um, and we're starting to dabble in GraphQL, and so I had used that at a previous job, and so I think just working, learning more about the technologies that I'm actively working with, they're not necessarily like the hot new thing, but they're new to me, so I'm kind of excited to get more involved in those communities, because um, that's... Yeah, I feel like Vue, one thing I learned about it, it's not maybe widely used, but there's a really good community around it. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I I know a few people that are, yeah, in the Vue community, and it seems that mm -hmm. it's, uh, yeah, people are, I, I guess with lots of things in programming, people are, like, very passionate about it. And yeah. Like, really like using it. <laughs> um, yeah. So, 
I mean, I guess that's the other thing that people might not be aware of, but uh, it's it's good that it's kind of like once you've learned to program, you might, you know, change jobs and they might say, okay, we're going to, like, you're going to need to use, like, Vue on this job or something else. And it is something that once you've learned one language, you can kind of, like, adapt and learn others as well. Yeah. Yeah. I totally believe that all three jobs I've had have been in completely different languages. So, I mean, on the front end, it's all been JavaScript based, which is helpful, but I like on the back end and uh, the frameworks have all been different in every job. So every time I've had to learn different things. So. Yeah, definitely. Um, And just to, yeah, just to wrap up, uh, do you think there's anything, I mean, this is like a big, a big question, but are there things that like the tech industry and tech companies could be doing to like get more women into coding? That's a really good question. Um, I'm not expecting you to solve this problem <laughs> in the next five minutes, so no pressure. I mean, I think a big way to get like any minority group into coding is to accept less formal education. Um, I think like there are more minority groups going through boot camps and the self-taught route because just like for me, when I was going through college, yeah, there was like the way computers were introduced as like, you know, for little boys and video games and whatever, like there was just fewer women in college when I was going to college that were getting CS degrees. And like I said, it like literally never occurred to me. And I think Mm -hmm. there's like a reason for that. And so the fact that I could get into it later in life because it wasn't initially targeted at me as something that I could do, then it's like, as long as there's companies that are willing to hire out of boot camps, and especially the companies that give you your first job, like that's so amazing. That's like, it's hard. Companies think it's hard to do. I don't think it's hard to do. I think it's good for everybody. But um, I think the more companies that take the chance and do that and and hire people from less traditional educational backgrounds, I think that's just going to increase the diversity in tech because that literally opens the door to anybody. Like there's a much lower barrier to go that route than there is to go get a formal CS degree. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, yeah, couldn't agree more. And I think there's lots of people like yourself that I guess the kind of old system really punches people that didn't want to become a programmer when they're 18. Because that's yeah. really the college system and yeah. in a nutshell. And yeah, it's really great. Obviously, I've interviewed like hundreds of people that have uh, learned to code like in their 30s, 40s, or even mm-hmm. older. And yeah, lots of people do come into it later. So yeah, I mean, hopefully, uh, like I have a job board for no CS degree. So um, I'm always talking to companies. So yeah, hopefully you can get more people hiring people out of boot camps. And- yeah, I'm actually coming out with a ebook in two months called The Boot Campers Companion. Um, oh, yeah. And yeah, so I just wanted to like, mention that or like because I think that could will hopefully be a good resource for folks yeah definitely yeah that's cool I'll put a link in the description I think um yeah that's awesome I saw 
I saw you put the ebook cover, I think, on Twitter. And you're oh, like yeah. Yeah. deciding between <laughs> two, which is really yeah. good. More people should do that, the kind of building public thing. Because uh, yeah. it's really good to kind of take the take advantage of the knowledge of the crowds, etc. And like, yeah, yeah, it's been fun to get feedback on it from people, and yeah, hopefully it'll be a helpful resource for folks going through boot camp or the self taught route. Yeah, what well, um, what exactly does the book uh, cover then? So I talk, it's not a technical book. It's kind of for anyone who has a technical path laid out for them, and then. For me, these felt like the things that I was missing in a boot camp or when I got to my first job were really confusing to me. So like one of the chapters talks about the different roles you might encounter on a team, like a product manager, a scrum master, project manager, like QA, like DevOps, like all the different people that are on your team, because I found that very overwhelming at first. I felt like I had no idea what anyone did and all these names sounded super made up. Um, and then I kind of talk about um, tips for job hunting um, and uh, the differences between like different languages. Like I mentioned earlier, I was really confused about like, what's the is Java kind of JavaScript and do mm. they work together? Like just that kind of stuff that when I was learning, I knew, I knew what I was learning and I knew that like I was learning that the coding parts, but the stuff that went with it, I felt very confused on. Um, so that's kind of what the gaps I was trying to fill with this. Yeah, that sounds really good idea because, um, yeah, you're, I think, I mean, I think, I guess big camps are so, there's so much to, to teach already, mm-hmm. like getting people up to scratch as developers. But yeah, I kind of, I can see that they would miss, uh, that they would totally miss out on those kind of things. So yeah, um, yeah, you can't teach everything, which I understand. Yeah, but <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, yeah, let me know when let me know when the book's out, and then thanks, I will. Uh, I'll be sure to share it around. But um, yeah, thanks again for your time today. Where can people like you're on Twitter? So what's where can people find out more about you? Yeah, basically on Twitter, I'm the Kate Code, Kate being C-A-I-T, um, and that's my main, that's the yeah, main that's place cool. you can find no me. Worries. You don't need, yeah, don't need to have like a million places. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. No. Nice one. All right. Thanks, Caitlin. That's great.